This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. No one cares, okay? No one cares what you're going to say today, Pat. Hello? Deal with it. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is our phone number. Uh, welcome to the uh, Stu and Jeffy show. Hi. Uh, How are you doing? Oh, this is our way of telling her. Okay. Oh, now it is. Oh. Oh. Something was askew there. He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, elections and stuff, um, including Hillary Clinton <clears throat> breaking the glass ceiling, which is um, actually not... The glass ceiling would be the presidency itself, right? Not the nomination. Well, I believe she said in her uh, closing little video that she sent out at the close of the convention right. last night. The, was uh, the 1984 video? Uh, the apple throw the, the hammer into the screen video? That thing? She, was, uh, uh, she said that she put a big crack in the ceiling or right, something. The like biggest that. crack wasn't... yet or yeah. something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, either, there's a ceiling that no woman's ever been nominated. And right. then there's a ceiling right. that no woman's ever gotten his presidency, right? So, there was, so there's so, multiple ceilings? Multiple ceilings. Multiple you, glass ceilings. Most rooms have one and ceiling. And I say shatter them all. <laughs> shatter them all. You know why? It's time. It's time Amen. for a vagina in the White House. Yes. That's my, our biggest problem is uh, yeah. the genitals of our president. Right. Yes. Mean, the big yes. issue is not whether we have good policies or mm-hmm. deal with our Constitution in a way that's rational. No, who has? We need a hoo-ha in the White House. We have instead of hoo That's the issue. <laughs> um, and thankfully, we were finally <laughs> so solving ridiculous. that. so ridiculous. Uh, but here she is uh, last night at the DNC after officially becoming the nominee. Oh, we have this great video. We do. Great. You notice anything about these people? <laughs> Yeah. You will bow before me. 
in Philadelphia. I am so happy. It's been a great day and night. What an incredible honor that you have given me. And I can't I mean, believe just we just put the biggest mm-hmm. crack does. in that glass ceiling yet. Thanks to you and does have a Chairman Mao outfit on. Oh, yeah. Movie. And I thought they were, yeah, she does. were dressing her uh, a little differently these no. days, but she might not be getting the full outfit wardrobe yeah. set up. Yeah. It, it, I don't... Sure. Um, what do you say we only do girls from now on? What yeah. do you say that we make a rule that they could only be girls? And then we can have a glass ceiling being broken by men later on. Yeah, yeah. That'll be nice. Um, it's such a weird thing. I, look, it, can I say something actually positive about Donald Trump for once on this program? Is that possible? No. Are we allowed? No. At least, like, uh, is it not? Do, do you really have something more important to do than being your own freaking convention? Trump at least realized that showing up to his own convention mm-hmm. routinely was probably a good idea. Why is she on video? Oh, well, Trump did it too, though. He did it one night. I know. One night. She's not. She hasn't been there. Wasn't there for night one. Wasn't there for night two. Will not be there for night three, as far as I understand. Right. She might be in the crowd for night three. I don't know. But it's like, why I, wouldn't you come out and say a couple words or address uh, your your dele- you know your delegation? Especially, especially after her husband just got done speaking. Yeah. yeah like, why isn't she? I mean, da- yeah. she didn't even say thank you to no, my husband Bill. It's so Nothing. weird. It was I mean, that's just really tradition. weird. And and for all the things negative that I I do say and feel about Donald Trump. Um, the one good thing about Trump is he he doesn't he's not trapped by those traditional things like that. He doesn't, like he care, doesn't about care about it at it, all, which a lot of times hurts him. But I think overall it's a good instinct. It's a good instinct to be able to question those things, just not to not just do them because he's they've broken been every for a while. rule so far, right? Yeah. yeah, and and I'm sure he feels why not keep breaking the rules because it got me this far. Yeah, maybe it'll get me all the way. Maybe. And so yeah, I'm sure he'll keep doing that. Uh, meanwhile, Sanders supporters walked out. After the uh, Unity. nomination, Unity. yeah, this is I mean, okay. The Republican nomination, the Republican National Com- uh, Convention, was a sign of disharmony and, and mm-hmm. discontent and chaos. Nobody walked out of that. Crew supporters didn't walk out, uh, but Bernie did. Bernie Sanders uh, supporters walked out of the convention, rushed the media tent, uh, and refused to leave after Hillary clinched the nomination. So, I mean, Bernie pretty much left, too. He didn't stick around either. He was the last one uh, after, you know, their uh, countdown, their polls saying, uh, taking the numbers from the states, the roll call. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the, you know, they uh, passed and they came back and he said his goodbye and hello to Hillary and it's great and we need Hillary Clinton. And then he left. Mm. I mean, it's pretty much they showed him turn around and just walk out. It is. He did exactly what they wanted Ted Cruz to do. Yep. Suck it up. You know, do yeah, just take did. one for the team. Yes, you did. And ignore all the things you've been saying and stood for your entire life. Yeah. We'll give you uh, Bernie, did Bernie did it. And he did it. He complied. Uh, it's interesting, though. His supporters are so vehement about him. And I don't I don't understand where that comes from. You got a 74 year old, non-exciting socialist 
who, I, I guess because he's promising you free college, all the kids love him. Because he's promising you free stuff, everybody who is, uh, you know, making under $75,000 a year in the Democrat Party loves him. I mean, what is the deal? How do you become so attached to this old, uh, stodgy, Vermont-sounding Democrat socialist? How is this possible? You know, again, the only... This is the the weirdest election year of all time. The only sort of equivalency uh, that we've ever been able to come up with is Ron Paul, which we had the same questions about. Why are people rallying around this 90-year-old congressman (laughs) that nobody knows? Ron Paul has a message of freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least his policy-wise. At least, Stu, he's the Constitution's best friend. Yeah. Well, I I, I know the Constitution, not not like a an acquaintance, Mm -hmm. not like just a friend, not like we've been friends for years. The Constitution's best friend. So pretty good. That's that's pretty good. I mean, they're they're that close. But I mean, I think though, (laughs) if you're a uh, con- constitutionalist, you'd look at Ron Paul that way, right? If you look, if you're mm-hmm. a, if you're a left wing person, you'd look at Bernie Sanders that way, and that he's taking things to extremes that the normal major party candidate wouldn't normally do. Like in most 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 candidates that run for the Democratic nomination don't admit they're socialists. They yeah. are socialists, but they won't admit it. And so there's something that increases mm-hmm. the passion level on somebody who comes out and just freaking says it. It's why I like Reagan, I especially. Guess, yeah. I love listening back to Reagan stuff from the 60s, where he was, I mean, even more clear than he was when he was president. Mm-hmm. Listen to um, uh, uh, Ted Cruz uh, in speeches, where he just lays it out there. Mike Lee does this. Uh, Rand Paul has done this at some level. You, you, there's, so, there's a way to find a following and... Not letting your principles uh, shrivel up and die in front of large audiences is one way to create a following. Ron Paul, for all of his faults, I don't, I don't, I don't love Ron Paul. I like Rand better, um, but I, I, I don't love Ron Paul and every policy he stood for. But mm-hmm. you know, for example, he went on stage in 2008 against people like Rudy Giuliani and said his "I never want to uh, get into a war with anybody," um, and you know it was our fault that we bombed. Uh, Iraq, and that's what caused 9-11. That was hard to do. Now, to me, also totally wrong and the wrong way to look at things. However, the the bravery there is something to be noted. Mm -hmm. That's not easy to accomplish in a room Mm -hmm. like that. And that's, of course, and we used to think that. um, uh, A lot of times you get beat up for those those things, though. I mean, you know, that's what happens. Yes, it is. Uh, Mark Cuban has come up with a series of uh, tweets that he posted last night um, suggesting a reason why maybe Donald Trump hasn't been as forthcoming with his tax returns as we'd all like. And I think it's probably similar to what we've said for a really long time. Cuban said uh, he tweeted lots of people concerned about how much money the Clintons have made. More interesting to me, they have paid 43 mm millions i guess is that for you you only need one m for millions Mm -hmm. in taxes since 2007 million monies uh i'd bet the 43 (laughs) million in taxes the clintons paid is not only more taxes than donald trump has paid i'd bet they'd made more too 
I think that's probably that's right. Probably right. Oh, and Kuba knows this. Stuff, my obviously. guess is that's true. He doesn't know his business specifically, but he understands mm. these circles and he understands these big numbers. He says, um, uh, you know, and when I say that, I don't mean he understands the big numbers. I understand that he's probably good with a calculator. But I mean, like, when you mm. run in circles, when you're a billionaire, you understand things about being a billionaire that you can't grasp from. And outside. you know how much taxes you pay. Right. Exactly. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, it's not a tough argument looking at the taxes and FEC filings that the Clintons are much smarter business people and negotiators. Uh, I mean, I mean I, I, where is this coming from, though? He was all over Trump a few months ago. He was all over him, ready to vote for him. He was supporting him. And then all of a sudden he turned. Yeah, what is this? Pretty uh, weird. strong against uh, for, uh, Trump for, for a few, a few weeks. months yeah, or weeks. But maybe Trump uh, didn't release his taxes before Hillary paid uh, because uh didn't release his taxes become, I think he means because, Hillary Clinton paid more in taxes than Trump made in income. <laughs> paid more <laughs> in taxes than he made in income? Maybe. There's a level of trolling here that's going on, um, uh, that's which is kind of funny. Uh, so anyway, uh, there you go. I mean, Cuban is not a fan, I think, at this point. Uh, that's weird. Which is weird. Because he was. He was a fan. I forget. And now he's apparently very much not. Yeah, I forget what it was that sent him over the edge. Uh, against I, don't know what it was I can't remember what it was because he actually said that he would. Mm. At one point, he was. At one point, he was all over, Trump. all over, and would be willing to be vice president. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't like him anymore. Maybe. Um, Bill Crystal has just come out and tweeted a, something like this too. Now, Tr- Crystal has been very hard, never Trump, for different reasons than us. And we've, uh, you know, I don't. I'm no fan of Bill Crystal uh, for for many things. Although you know, he's certainly done a lot of good things as well. Mm-hmm. Here's what he just tweeted in a long uh, string. Uh, you, you watch Trump and Manafort and re- are reminded why you're never Trump. You watch Clinton and Dems and are reminded why you're never Hillary, which raises the question of Johnson Weld. Should you should you also be never Gary if you have fundamental <laughs> disagreements on foreign policy? Or should you decide, A, he's a decent man who was a, a, had been a two-term governor and believes in his version of the Founders' Constitution, and B, vote for him as a symbolic vote for the Constitution and against both demagogic uh, authoritarianism and demagogic nanny statism. If he started to gain traction and a vote for him were no longer symbolic, you'd have to sit down with him to see how wedded he is to his foreign policy views and how open he would be to a serious discussion. But at least you wouldn't, I think, feel that you had to take a shower after voting for him, unlike Trump and Clinton, and would never and would even a shower be enough with them. No, no, that would not no. be an effective shower. I mean, I think a lot of people are getting to that point, too, that are in that never Trump camp. It's like, well, you know, I mean, we've thrown out the idea of the bailout 2016. I mean, who knows? It's, it's, a, it's an uphill battle, as we've outlined many times. Um, and then Johnson's going to be on, on 50 ballots. So he's going to be the next guy a lot of people turn to. We also would like mm-hmm. to introduce you to uh, Daryl Castle, who is the, uh, I think it's Daryl. Um, who is the Constitution Party uh, candidate and will also be on um, about, I think, 44 states' uh, ballots, uh, so most states. Um, however, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like they have anyone working at their offices. <laughs> uh, also, by the way, it doesn't seem like Johnson and Weld have anyone working at their offices. So, I mean, this is why these, pl- these places lose. They get, I don't know if it's the lack of being able to get somebody competent. Um, you know, uh, I mean, you'd think... You'd want to get this. I mean, you know, look, there's no Johnson. Weld at least are going on major networks and doing interviews. Uh, Daryl Castle. Has has anyone even heard this guy speak? I've never even heard the name before. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Is it when Darryl? you said Daryl Weld uh, or Daryl Castle Castle? 
I was thinking, okay, that must be the Constitution Party, but I didn't actually didn't know. know for sure. And I, and as I said, I don't even know if his name is Daryl. I think it's Daryl. It, it is. It is Daryl. Okay. Yeah, I was looking. There's some sort of. Hold on one sec. The Constitution Party has a lot of right. issues that I don't agree with as well, right. like the Libertarians at some, at some oh, parts of it. Podcast, I'm going to answer a question that I am asked quite often. There's Daryl. And that is, why are you doing this? Why? Sometimes the questioner precedes the question with a statement. What? Yeah. Such so, a- so that's how exciting Daryl is. I mean, but don't you go on shows when you're invited on shows? I, you know, I, I don't care what show for it free is. Free publicity? Yeah. Uh, yes. You go on podcasts. If you're running you go for on president? <laughs> yes. Especially something that doesn't cost yes. you anything. Again, like I, it's one thing to go to try to do rallies in 50 states. That's expensive, and he probably right. doesn't have any money. But to call up or do a Skype interview on a national television uh, oh is... Oh, my gosh. Cell phone probably has, you know, unlimited long-distance minutes on well, it. You would fact. hope so. I mean, that, wow. that's a concept that was surprising back in 07. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, so maybe it hasn't caught up with him yet. And it's, uh, it's frustrating, too, because people on Twitter are like, oh, you keep talking about not liking Trump. How about Gary Johnson or Daryl Castle? Um, yeah, how about him? Uh, I mean, Bill Weld was the governor of, of Massachusetts. Again, we've had some we have some policy issues with the guy. But again, he. Yeah. But so what? Who cares? You, what you're coming. You're at you're trying to run a third party. Oh, I know. For them to come on. Come sure. on. Talk yeah. about it. Maybe you'll have something that, that, that sounds good to us. Talk about the policies you like. We'll ask you about those, too. Mm-hmm. There's going to be policies that we like that maybe aren't your bag. Um, but that's I mean, OK. We, we had Johnson on and we were, yeah. I thought, ex- extremely he was happy magnanimous. With yeah, he was happy with that interview. Uh, and we didn't really hammer him on his open borders policy. We didn't hammer him at all on abortion and all that stuff. So I, I don't know what his reticence is to come on the show. I, I, it's bizarre to me. Triple eight seven two seven back. And by you know, the way, we, we called the Libertarian uh, Party, uh, the National Libertarian Party, um, and said, "Hey, uh, you know, we're trying to get in touch with the Johnson campaign, and they want to come on." Um, and they said, "Oh, yeah, absolutely." And, and, and Keith, our phone screener and producer, said, uh, "He books the guests." He said. Uh, you know, this is going to be. I know you've been on Glenn's show before. This would be on Pat and Stu. Uh, and he goes, or no, he, would be, he said it would be on the show right after Glenn. And he goes, oh, Pat and Stu? Like, th- these people know the show. Like, I, I don't understand why this would be an issue. It's like, I think there's an element of Johnson and Weld, maybe together, maybe the campaign, where they're just targeting the Sanders people and thinking that's their best path. Now, it. Polls are showing it's a terrible path. Polls are showing that the, he is, they are currently taking oh, more from man. Hillary than they are from Trump. Um, so again, th- at this point, oh. it would be probably something advisable if you like Trump uh, to, to, to talk about Johnson. But again, like I, I, I want to. I'm look. I will be honest with you. We do this show every day, uh, and we we search for things that we think will be of interest to you. But also, it's the stuff that we're passionate about. I'm in the middle of looking for a candidate, and we've got about two or three mm-hmm. weeks left to potentially run another conservative if that doesn't work out i gotta find somebody else to vote for now there's a uh, you know ted cruz's speech made me want to write him in um and i think that's what pat's gonna do but i well, I, I mean we're all sort of free agents at this point like i haven't mm-hmm. completely made my mind up of who i'm going to vote for i know it's not going to be trump i know it's not going to be hillary i'd like it to be somebody on the ballot yeah i mean but it, i i don't know that that's possible right and that's what i mean if it's not it's not and you'll write mm-hmm. somebody in but like we are gettable you know, we not we we host about sixty five shows. <laughs> We're, we have you know good followings on social media. We mm-hmm. are gettable. Mm-hmm. We are like you know available. We could uh, actually help somebody. It's like the girls Jeffy hits on at bars. They're available. 
Uh, well, well, not, I mean, not all of them. That's why you, go down, the, that's why you go down the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sooner or later, somebody's got to say yes, right? I, I'm surprised that, like, if you're if you're I mean, you're, you're a third party candidate, how are you not going to every person who said they're never Trump and knocking their door down every day? I don't know. You know, it's just incompetence, I guess. I don't know. But it's it's amazing. I mean, there's large audiences here that are sitting here looking for somebody to vote for. I mean, Why no. not give them some information? It's almost as if I should run. No, it's we, not like no, no, that No, 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 no. Don't, don't dismiss it's it out of It's almost as if I should run. So we have this bailout 2016 plan. You weren't here oh, for this conversation. <laughs> we have a bailout 2016 plan. We need to get him on. We need to get three states, a candidate we can we talk about. Yes. Vote for. Jeff Fisher. Now, Jeffy, we know he clears the 35-year-old constitutional barrier by about 100 years. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, I, what I do have to do that. A full century uh, of clearance over the constitutional barrier. That's one thing that no other candidate has. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we put him on in these three states. We run him. Maybe he wins one, you know. Maybe. And it would be really entertaining for the show as we'd be able to talk about Jeffy on the ballot mm-hmm. for president of the United States. Felonies. Felonies. What about Too felonies? Many. You can't run with the felonies he's got. Well, I mean, I th- first of all, Please. Trump's com- you God only knows how many felonies he's committed. And Hillary's re- even more. I don't have to say yes to the Ankle question. bracelet? How is he going to campaign? He can't I, go I don't He doesn't to, have to. Uh, ever convicted of a felony? No. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to say yes. Somebody says you have to answer truthfully. Are you <laughs> right. kidding me? <laughs> okay. Hey, see, again, everyone right. else is telling you they're telling you the truth. Jeffy's telling you he's lying. <laughs> What, isn't that refreshing? Uh, I feel is. like it is. It is. Uh, and uh, Jeffy would have uh, awesome uh, opposition research against him. Really interesting opposition <laughs> yes, research would. about what he's done in his past. Well, that's kind of a good point, too. Uh, yes, and Jeffy, I mean, how much damage can you do to the Constitution when you just keep saying spoons over and over again? <laughs> Not, that Not much. much. <laughs> Not that much. Are you in? My Listen. Man. Okay. I mean, no one, and I, and I mean no one, is a bigger fan of the Constitution than me. Um, okay. Oh, well, yeah, well, you know, I mean, but there's a few things that we could tweak. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's a bigger fan of the Constitution, but. 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 All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know, it's a it's a fact of life that we all live in a place where something bad can happen. Like we used to live in a hurricane area mm-hmm. and I hated that. I really hate every every summer that came. I, I you just live in dread that something's yeah. going to form out What's in the worse? Atlantic. You think the hurricane or the tornado? I think the is hurricane worse? is worse. I like being in Tornado Alley better uh, because uh, even though that happens more frequently, there's less of a chance that it's going to hit your area. Ooh, you know, yes. Tornadoes are limited to a teeny little swath. Mm-hmm. Hurricanes encompass the whole area. They do. Although hurricanes, you can prepare for a little yeah. bit more. You can usually you can. get out of the area. Really? Although, as you found. Uh, many people that you knew tried to get out of uh, Houston and yeah. were not, unable to. We're stuck on the side of the road. Right. In fact, the deaths that happened from that hurricane were people who were trying to get out, not necessarily exactly. people who stayed. Heat stroke, heart attacks, all yeah. kinds of stuff because they were trapped on freeways. Point is, don't pan- you, sh- you want to put yourself in a position where you're not panicking when something yeah. like this happens. Uh, and that's why we talk about My Patriot Supply. Now, My Patriot Supply has uh, a deal going on now. They'll give you four weeks of food for only $99. It's really good food. It lasts up to 25 years. That's mm. not all they do. Um, you know, they can give you anything from a 72 hour kit all the way up to a year a or year more, more of food. Yeah. Um, they also have other uh, things that, uh, you know, you can go and, 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 you know, things that filter your water, where you could put rainwater into it and, and make it drinkable. Uh, they have things uh, that will filter your air. 
um, and make uh, your air clean uh, for mm-hmm. just household reasons and reasons that are scarier than that. They have everything you can possibly need at My Patriot Supply. And on this great deal, they limit it to two per caller. So give them a call right now at 888-411-5290 or just go to preparewiththeblaze.com. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Hi. Uh, let me show you a few uh, internet treasures we've okay. uh, been able show to us. uncover. Uh, here's a couple of tweets I thought were interesting. Uh, first of all, I don't know what I'm excited to first. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is not a good sign. There it is. Uh, this is essentially what uh, is going on right now, right? I mean, this is uh, this summarizes this election and 2016 as a whole. Somebody threw America an America sign into the garbage, and yeah. all you see is America so in the trash. Yes. that's about what. That's about right. You th- what, you don't think that's right? funny? It's really not that funny. Why? It's, it's seeing not- pictures like that that make me want to want to run for president. What's mm. your next tweet? Wait a minute. We're seeing some serious interest here. Next tweet mm-hmm. is this. Uh, this is interesting. Here are some um, uh, <laughs> tweets about Donald Trump on taxes. from uh, two th- Let's start from the bottom, from 2012. Failed presidential candidate Mitt Romney was made to look like a fool uh, by Senator Reid and right. didn't release his tax returns until all the way until September 21st. 2012. What a jackass, huh? <laughs> um, Donald Trump then, of course, in February, tax experts throughout the media agree that no sane person would give their tax returns during an audit. After the audit, no problem. Then, in May, uh, May 11th, in the interview, I told AP that my taxes are under routine audit and I would release my tax returns when audit was complete, not after the election. So we know they're going to come out after, before the uh, election happens, right? Well, today he announced he's <clears throat> definitely not going to release them before the election. He did? Yep. Not going to do Did it. he really? Yep. Not doing it. <laughs> wow. Yep. I mean, this is what he does, why? right? What? Why? Did he say why? Um, he did not. I, I think it's the Cuban reason. The Cuban Which reason. was I our think, reason before. Oh, Cubans. Yeah. He, the, this guy is not as wealthy as, as he wants us to believe. He's just not. I think it's, I think it's multifaceted. I think it's he's not as wealthy. Um, he's and he donated doesn't give nothing to charity. to charity. I think it's that he uh, has shady business interests. He's yep. got dealings in places that he does not want to uh, yes. show. We've seen, we've seen how he's shifted money around mm-hmm. to uh, to finance the campaign. Yep. Um, uh, all his, I mean, all the, his, his companies that are providing the services that the campaign is using. Can yep. you imagine how much cannon fodder Hillary would have and how much information we'd have to just... Talk about things. Not to mention, there's probably, if he yeah. released these, I'm sure there's donations to things like Planned Parenthood. Right? In oh there. yeah. yeah. I'll uh, bet you. There's other donations to shady groups that he, he would not want to admit to now. His tax returns. He can't. Yeah, and no uh, can't. you know, no way. I think the it'd be one thing if he hadn't like I, when Mitt Romney was going through this. We kind of talked about this a little bit. 
What Romney did is he said, I'm not going to return. I've released some, some highlights, but I'm not releasing the whole things. He got beat up for two or three weeks and then released them, which I thought was a really stupid idea. If it you're was, not going to release them, don't release don't them. Don't release them. Say, look, it's over. I'm not releasing them. It's none of your business. And then I'm he a released two citizen. or three years, and they said, why don't you do 12 like your dad did? Right. Why don't you do 12 years? Why don't you do 45 years? Right. They're never <laughs> like, going to have enough, obviously. Like Winston Churchill did. So you don't what? get any benefit. Yeah. And uh, like Winston Churchill did. Uh, you don't get any benefit and you just get all the punishment. And so what Trump has done instead is say no. If he had said no at the beginning, he said, look, I'm a private businessman. I know if I release this stuff, you're going to go after the people I've worked with and have relationships with. He's not articulate um, enough to, no. to get that across. No, can't of course not. Uh, which not is why would I expect that out of a presidential but candidate? Someone in his camp should be, right. you know? Yeah. And you know who Somebody is? Somebody should be. The guy who is is Mike Pence, which is why Mike Pence, like today, Pence for example. Could do it. Uh, this, and mm-hmm. obviously a lot of this stuff happened before Pence. But what happened with Pence was today um, um, Donald Trump did a press conference in which he encouraged Russians to hack his opponents. <laughs> um, then Mike Pence released a statement. If any hacking did indeed occur, serious penalties from the U.S. government would happen. However, Hillary Clinton is just trying to, di- di- uh, to, uh, di- to uh, diverge the attention from her, candid- her candidacy and the hacking, um, what is inside the emails, to what caused them. And we don't think that's the right thing to do. A, a sensible, logical Such thing is to the say. plight of this guy, though. Yeah. And He's going to have to do this nonstop. Whoever po- uh, tweeted this initially said, uh, Mike Pence is bad in cleanup. And that is exactly what he does. He yeah. If Trump says something dumb, then he says something smart. Yeah. That is that is essentially what's going on. Of course, it's something smart that justifies something dumb. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, he didn't mention that uh, Trump essentially said, yeah, I hope they do find an extra 30,000 emails and the press will pay them for it. I mean, <laughs> only uh, only Trump. Um, but listen to this. This is a pretty interesting article. NBC News. Again, they didn't do this during the primary. And it's important to note that they didn't do this during the primary. However, they wrote an eight thousand word article um, going through all of the policy positions that Donald Trump has had. And not look, there's a lot of policy. We all know this. Donald Trump was very liberal in the 90s. He was very liberal in 99, critical even in 2012 of Mitt Romney's uh, immigration policies for being too uh, Mm -hmm. extreme against Hispanics and that uh, being uh, outwardly mean to Hispanics is going to ruin the party. But uh, let's that's old news, right? Just during the campaign. They start. They go through each category, at least that they could come up with. Uh, they start with the proposed Muslim ban. Now, here's the here's the policies he's taken, uh, the stances he has taken on the proposed Muslim ban since the beginning of the campaign. He said no Muslims should be allowed to enter the United States as immigrants or visitors. Visitors. That's position one. Position two, we should ban Muslims from entering, but make an exception for friends and Muslims serving in the U.S. military. Position three. Wait for friends. We make it for friends of who? Um, Muslims. We should make ban Muslims from entering, but make an exception for friends. I think so. Friends of Muslims can come in if you're not Muslim. Okay, here's the explanation. Or friendly Muslims. Friendly Muslims. He said uh, he, uh, he would say <laughs> um, he suggested that current Muslim resident. I should I shouldn't have made a joke about this. He's actually talking about his personal friends. Yep. He uh, he suggested that current Muslim residents, like his many Muslim friends, would be exempt. And that co- comes is unbelievable. Freely. So he said, okay, we're going to continue to ban Muslims, but not my friends who are Muslim. Right. And by the way, we should point out that he was not able to come up with one name of a friend that he has that is Muslim. But, that but is- that is literally what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. 
Then number three, the Muslim ban Why was just... Why don't we like this guy? I don't know. Why don't we Why want to get him to be Trump president train? of the United States? Guys, it's over. Why? Get over it. Get over it. so unbelievable. Um, number three, the Muslim ban was just a suggestion. Okay. All right. Then... Remember that one. Number four, ban Muslims as a matter of policy, mm-hmm. as well as people from countries with a history of te- terrorism. So you're banning Muslims, and then also everybody from, say, Syria. Okay. Number five, ban people from countries with a history of terrorism. Now you're saying specifically countries with a history of terrorism, but not necessarily Muslims. Mm-hmm. Number six, ban Muslims from countries with a history of ter- terrorism and potentially also other Muslims. Number seven, the Muslim ban was never about Muslims. What? That's the spokesperson. Wait, it was called the Muslim ban. He said a complete and total ban on Muslims coming into the country. Um, this is what <laughs> Katrina Pearson said. She said, okay. I know the news media has been reporting the initial ban was all against all Muslims, and that simply was not the case. It's simply for Muslim immigration, and Mr. Trump is adding specifics to clarify what his position is. Now, interestingly, the exact wording in the initial ban was a total and complete shutdown. I'll give you the exact quote. A total and complete shutdown for, of Muslims entering the United States, end quote. It was never about Muslims, though, Pat. Uh, Next up, nothing has changed. Um, This is not accurate. There's been no change from from, uh, all of these previous changes we just described. So they're back to the initial policy again. Uh, Number nine, the ban is negotiable. Number ten, the ban would call for extreme vetting. Um, Call it whatever you want, uh, but it's extreme vetting, a thingy called extreme vetting. Number 11, the ban hasn't changed. I just don't like saying the word Muslim. Uh, And the current position is ban all Muslims and maybe other people from countries with a history of terrorism, but don't say Muslims. So, okay. Did you get that? By the way, here's the other categories. Uh, But that's only 11 positions. 11 positions since the beginning of of the campaign. All right. Um, They go through defeating ISIS. There are five distinct positions. One, leave it to Russia, right? Wasn't that first? Uh, yeah, I think leave position one was, uh, yep, maybe, no, first was, let's see, because they don't actually, mm-hmm. I don't see the Russia one in here. Because hmm. was, was that Syria specific? Or I don't remember. Uh, but there's five here for, um, uh, for defeating ISIS. Their, the current position summarizes all of them. Declare war, blame Clinton, and send in very few troops. For the Iraq war, he says that um, there's two positions listed. It's okay that Trump's running mate voted for the Iraq war, but it's not okay that Clinton did, is his current position. Now, remember, of course, he did not oppose the Iraq war um, before the Iraq war started. He did it after and when it started to become unpopular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody opposed it more than Donald Trump. No, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who opposed it opposed it more than Donald Trump because he didn't oppose it. He actually said he would support it. Um, taxes. Um, Three, excuse me, let's see, four, five, five positions listed on taxes. Current position, tax cuts for everyone, but maybe not as much as initially proposed. And, of course, there's tax hikes for people who are wealthy, um, like him. (coughs) Immigration, uh, one, two, three, four, five, five. Um, His current position, deport millions, but don't call it mass deportations. Because, um, I mean, so, uh, he's been pretty uh, you know, all over the board of his life for this one. But since the beginning of the campaign, he's been Mr. Anti-Immigration, uh, Illegal Immigration. Guns, yep, I got it. Guns, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven positions. Uh, current position, more guns are better, even though the details are murky and evolving on how many gun-free zones would be abolished. 
2011 intervention in Libya. You've got one, two, three, four. Japan and nukes, one, two. Climate change, one, two. National debt, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, abortion, one, two, three. Minimum wage, one, two, three, four. And I, the, the issue with the minimum wage was, as soon as this was printed, and again, this is 8,000 words, uh, he came out and said a new position, which was he wanted a $10 minimum wage. Um, he wants to raise the minimum wage to $10, so that would be a fifth position. Money in politics, one, two, three. Violating international laws um, in regard to torture or terrorism, you've got one, two, three. Visas for high-skilled workers, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, border control, uh, one, two, three, four. Ku Klux Klan and David Duke, <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, Iran nuclear deal, one, two. Healthcare, one, two, three, four, five. And that's uh, all they have. So just that. Why do you hate Donald Why? Trump so Why do you hate him? Well, you. What I would say you, to this is, is it hair? Is it his hair? Is that what it is? There are because you haven't given us one substantial reason. Well, I can give it. To, I can. Give, I can summarize all of this if you'd like. All right. There's eight thousand words here. You know, dozens and dozens of positions mm-hmm. on various issues. Yeah, but Trump. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. I think I nailed that. Right? You yes, did. You, okay. did. you did. You guys were getting me worried that I was going down you the know, wrong you, road. You, you did it at the end. Okay. I took care of it. That was close. I know. I know. It's like people, yeah, but Trump, you know, right. like, why don't they right. hear well, you, me when I say that? Exactly. Russia. He's joking about Russia. He's the big English spin. On his uh, Russia comments. Oh, he wanted more hacking. Well, I was just joking about it. It was a joke. No. Uh-huh. Right. But well, good luck defending yeah. this guy. All you all you all in for Trump, uh, Republican establishment guys, you know, the Newt Gingriches, the Mike Pence's, the Sean Hannity's, Laura Ingram. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck continuing to defend him. Because, good luck. Wow. Well, with the convention going on wow. in uh, Philadelphia this week. Yes. Uh, good news coming out of Washington, D.C. Some may not think it's such good news. Others, well, you can think for yourself. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. has granted a request for John Hinckley Jr. to leave the mental hospital where he's resided for decades to go live full time with his elderly mother in Williamsburg, Virginia. Wow. Uh, that's, no? uh, that's amazing. Isn't that special? The guy shot a president of the United States and almost killed him. And he's going to be released? Yeah, That's I have this, I have this weird policy, and a lot of people don't understand it, but my mm-hmm. policy is if you shoot a president, you never leave prison. Right. Well, if you're not executed. I mean, if you kill him, you're executed. My policy, too. But if you and don't fine, kill him. they found him, you know, incompetent for trial, whatever. But he should never leave the insane asylum. It could happen as held. early as next week. Under the, under the terms of the order, he's not allowed Jeez. to contact his victims, their relatives, or well, actress Jodie Foster. He can't contact uh, Ronald Reagan anymore. Hinckley will also not be permitted to knowingly travel to areas where the current president or members of Congress are present. And he'll be able to allow to live on his own or in a group home after one year. So he's wow. got to live with mom for sure for at least one year. 
Unbelievable. Uh, that's never. crazy. Never. That's as crazy as Hinkley that, is. Sure is. Uh, I, didn't read, I didn't get the end of that. I don't care how well he's the doing. Guy, that's amazing. And, and the guy has been on this release program for uh, years. Yes. You know, where uh, I think I, they started out with a weekend or whatever. Go to your mom's for a weekend, and then we'll try another weekend down the line sometime this year. Well, now it's like 17 days at a time, I think five times a year. So he is released a lot, and it's for two and a half weeks every time. Yeah. So he's been out you know, uh-huh. doing this stuff for a while, and apparently he's done well enough that they feel comfortable letting him. I just wouldn't yeah, do I just it. don't care. I mean, it's blanket I policy, no. I mean, yeah. I, I, honestly, you could say, you know, you want to say he's incompetent for trial, that's fine. Um, you know, I mean, obviously there was disagreement at that time um, uh, about that. Uh, but even if he was, I, I don't care. I mean, you shoot presidents. Like, there's a there's a pretty mm-hmm. specific line there. And I'm not saying you can't put him in a mental institution. You can. But he should never be around uh, 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 no. Uh, anything. No. Right. Really, he should just be locked up forever. Period. You shoot a freaking president? I mean, Period. this is not like a minor thing. Well, yeah. like, well I mean, years just, after. Just don't do it. Years mm-hmm. after. I forget how many. But uh, he was still trying to get in touch with Jodie Foster. He was still trying to impress her with some weird thing. He was he he'd be released and then, you know, they'd find out some other creepy thing that he had in his cell with him. And I mean, the, the guy is disturbed. He's a lunatic. And I, it's just not cool to have him out in society. You're right, just Jeffy? asking for trouble. Right, Jeffy? Actually, I mean, I mean, right. No, joking aside. Correct. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. I mean, it's pretty, like you. I'm That's why we don't like... let you out in polite society. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jeffy, you wonder why Jeffy's on the show every day. It's because he lives in this room. Yes. Mm-hmm. He lives right there at that little desk that he's is, is in front of him. This is like he's like Assange in the in the, uh, the, the Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian uh, consulate yeah. or whatever. He can never leave. Mm-hmm. If he leaves, he gets arrested immediately. But well, I should, could leave. I we, just can't get caught. Leave. But we're going to get you to run for president, though, right? <laughs> you know, the more I think about that, though, the more there's a lot of information that has to be yeah. divulged. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that I want to actually divulge that information. Well, but again, I don't have to tell the truth. Piece number one is age, which I know is a problem for you. You don't even know my age. I'm old well, enough. Fits, he fits the minimum age, I'll say that. Yeah, I'm old enough. You I mean, know, everybody you know knows that. that. Like, did you say you that they card wouldn't me. even card him? Yeah, you know, card, <laughs> card me? Are you kidding me? Just sell me the cigarettes and get him, leave me alone. <laughs> Shut up, kid. All right, triple eight seven two seven. back more patents, too, coming up. <laughs> I want the beer and I want the cigarettes, and you're not going to card me, okay? Oh, my boss, I'm like, yeah. To the program, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck. It's the Patents Do Show, home of presidential nominee Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I don't know if we can call him a nominee Thank quite you. yet. Well, he's the nominee Thank of you. his own party. All right. I'd like y'all to vote your conscience. Which is that what be the sleaze party. That should be me. <laughs> kind of party. It's the pajama you? party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a huge fan of that. You party. have several websites that have that that uh, talk about the pajamas party. And then maybe some pillow fights. 
It's the Jeffy uh, guarantee. Uh, listen, Hugh Hefner's been wearing them for years and gotten away with it. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Uh, so there, ISIS, after this attack in uh, in Europe with the priest, is now they're now saying UK is the next target. Uh, ISIS is saying this. Their UK are putting they're putting their churches on lockdown and uh, and, and adding uh, a bunch of uh, security to them, uh, hoping that the same thing doesn't happen to them that already happened. Was that Jeffy? I mean, did you want to take a position? I mean, you're a, you're a candidate. You can take positions on this thing. <laughs> I'd like to say that it's very important that uh, we lock down our churches and keep all our priests and ministers safe from this uh, imposing terrorism that the world is facing. I mean, that's a better answer than Donald Trump would give. Yeah, yeah. I mean, objectively, that is a <laughs> better Hillary. answer. Or Hillary. Hillary might say something, like, she might say something of note, but, like, she wouldn't mm-hmm. actually mean it. Yeah. Trump would just blurt out, blah, blah, blah. Jeffy's the guy. <laughs> have you talked to your, your uh, friend yet in Utah? Yeah, what's up with him? I have not yet. I have not. What's his name again? Farley Anderson. Farley, Farley Anderson. Anderson. How come we haven't talked to him? I don't know. We need to. Let's get him on. Farley's on. another one that should be Let's knocking on the door. On. Yes, he should. Yes, he should. Now, I think the issue with Farley is it's possible the House of Representatives would not select Harvey, uh, uh, Farley even if he won the state of Utah. Yeah, it is possible. It's po- there's an yeah. outside possibility. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I think it's we possible. We don't want that Farley guy, I think. Mm-hmm. No. But, I, I, hey, I'm in. Let's listen to him. All right. I'm I mean, willing to he listen. does seem to have good viewpoints Heck yeah, I'm on, willing on to many listen. issues. Sure. We're all looking for candidates here. Exactly right. Yes. All right. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Um, I guess we're supposed to watch what happens when a Texas man refuses to give panhandlers some money. All right. um, do we actually have video of that? Does so. hilarity ensue? Or? I don't know, but it says watch what happens. So let's, let's watch what happens. Watch what happens. And this is on the blaze, by the way. You can check this out. Let's see. It looks a little something like. like this. Okay, we're watching what happens. Uh, aggressive panhandlers attack a man and slash his tire in West Chase. Oh, so we already missed it? That was it? Wait, can we see it again? Did we miss it? <laughs> that, was, that was the excitement right there? Really? Wait, what? So this is uh, in Houston. Oh, okay. Uh, West Chase is uh, an area of Houston, and so they just slashed his tire. So they he, right, they wanted uh, money see. from him. He didn't give it. He went inside the store, looked back out. They flipped him out, flipped him off, and then slashed. Yeah, here he is. There. Oh, yeah, he's the one. Yes, you kind of look at right? Yeah, that's where they popped uh, the tire. Okay. Hmm. That's uncool. Uh, and then they would casually walk off. Nice. Uh, he said, I had no idea what to think. I just knew I had to get some kind of video evidence. I, I didn't know if the guy had a gun or anything. I wasn't about to go after him. And he didn't. Uh, other customers have. called 911. Um, Markowitz informed the panhandlers police were on the way. That didn't go over well. They picked up a bunch of rocks and started throwing them at him. Uh, and then he came out at me with a knife and started running at me. And I turned around to start to run uh, a little bit from him. Then his friend picked up a brick and hit me in the back with it. Oh, that's nice. That's a that's a fun story. As Jeffy's saying, he would have run after them. I, I, I said I may have gone after them. Um, I, was, I did there, not say run after them. There was a TMZ video that was released of Marcus Vick, Michael Vick's brother, mm-hmm. a former NFL quarterback as well, um, who was in an altercation with police and then decided to bolt and take off. And so he gets out of the store and you see him running and they, they, the camera goes down and it looks up and all of a sudden my, Marcus Vick's like 700 yards ahead. <laughs> so he gets away so fast. Back in a second.
Hey, it's Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. The Obama administration will soon expand its efforts to help Central American families and children Mm. legally immigrate to the United States. Isn't that great? Amid another surge of migrants caught crossing the border illegally. Uh, White House Deputy Homeland Security Advisor Amy Pope said Tuesday, the administration will expand in-country refugee processing for families coming from Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and launch an effort to uh, temporarily relocate some families. What about Manawa? Manawa, Nicaragua is not listed on this uh, particular program. <laughs> so they want they don't want the people I from Manawa, Nicaragua to come. That pisses me off. <laughs> some of the <laughs> finest people in the world come from Manawa, Nicaragua. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the government is also broadening a nearly two-year-old program to allow some Central American children to reunite with parents already legally living inside the U.S. Efforts are designed in part to combat the tens of thousands of families uh, and unaccompanied children that are caught crossing the border illegally. Um, But it's unclear how quickly the expanded efforts will impact the flow. Uh, Since the start of the budget year in October, 51,000 people traveling as families and 43,000 unaccompanied kids have been caught. Kids. Yes. Most of the photographs that we see, mm-hmm. I mean, they lead you to believe that there's two and three year old children struggling their way to <laughs> yeah. get to the country. <clears throat> two um, and three year olds <laughs> struggling <laughs> their way to get to the country. The yeah. yeah. No. Uh, no. No. It's not. It's. It's. Uh, it's a. Mi- it really is a mix. It's also not the videos that where you <clears throat> see like. You know, every 18-year-old gang member-looking guy crossing the border. It really is a mix. I mean, the statistics are pretty mixed on it. I mean, it's not, uh, there's no one group that's doing it. But you're right, it's not all. It's not toddlers. And that's what they lead you to believe. Yes. I mean, it does sound like toddlers. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Toddlers, a, a giant group, which, by the way, would also be terrifying. I mean, anyone see Pet Cemetery? It would be terrifying. <laughs> They'll slash your Achilles. There's 51,000 toddlers coming across the border <laughs> I mean, you right think now. You'd be, you'd be happy with that? that would not I, be I wouldn't cute. be happy with no. that. One toddler might be cute. 50,000? That's not cute. That's <laughs> no, terrifying. Not, especially if it's company, accompanied by really soft, little tinkly piano music. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But that'd, like, be, that'd be terrifying. Maybe the video is aged a little bit, so right. it looks like it came out of like an old like 8-millimeter projector. <laughs> Right. These are scary times. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That can happen yeah. at any moment. At any moment. Uh, you think it's happen. a joke, but it's it's real. It's real. Well, it's not real, <laughs> but it could be real. No, because they're mostly not could toddlers. Uh, no, if, they're not mostly toddlers. Uh, they're mostly like <laughs> toddlers I, rarely go places by themselves. I've noticed. <laughs> right. like, they seem to go where you, you ask them to go in general. And all the time. when you live in, let's say, Manawa, uh-huh. a lot of people don't say to their toddler, "Hey." You know, see if you can sneak across the Texas border. Oh, they might see, throw them up uh, on the train. Uh, say train hi to our our family when you get to Phoenix. <laughs> and then they open up the door for the toddler, and the toddler toddles off. Well, you, what's your name, Phoenix? Uh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> what's your name, <laughs> Phoenix? You know, but they do. You know, I guess 14 and 15-year-olds are coming across. Yeah, we saw some when we were there. Did you go? Did you make no, that trip, Jeffy? No, did you didn't not. go? Okay, there were you know there were some ten year olds, there were some young kids, um, but I would say the vast majority were teenagers, and um, I, I don't know if any of them are gang members. I have no idea. No, how would you? 
But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's weird. I, I always have this thought, too, when we talk about border stuff, in that it is legal for a person uh, to cross into the United States uh, for tourism. Right. Like mm-hmm. we can go, for right. example, if I we were down in San Diego right now, we could cross the border and go into Tijuana and do whatever Jeffy would do there mm-hmm. and then come back. Same yeah. thing goes for them. They can come in and mm-hmm. as long as they don't have problems with their record, they could come in for a few hours and do the tourism thing if they want. And then go back. And then go back. Yeah. Now, if they don't go back, they turn into the half of immigrants that come here on some some other reason other than crossing the border illegally like they're because they're not if they're coming for tourism they're not crossing the border illegally they're coming they cross they're crossing the border legally they're overstaying the amount of time they're supposed to be here mm-hmm. um wouldn't that just start happening a lot more if we actually did shut off border travel like we built the wall mm-hmm. like trump wants to do it probably would shut down immigration um, by a significant percentage. People, less people would be just mm-hmm. cr- coming across the border, but more people would just come via through that a big normal beautiful road. door. They'd and, come through that, big, and then they would just door. overstay, mm-hmm. which would make them just as much illegal immigrants. Yeah, Definitely. and then the same process would have to happen. Yes, oh, we're going to pay attention yes. more though. Once we build right. the wall, I mean, you could certainly least you could theoretically limit the amount of people who come for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there probably is some sort of limit already. I don't know the exact specifics. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting thing because people cross the border all the time. As you point out, Pat, people walk across the bridges in Texas. Walk, walk yeah. across bridges. They go to school. Every to day. go to school every day. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do this because and they're the border, sneaking. The they're, border guards watch them do it. Watch them do it. They watch them walk across yep. the bridge and, and cross into El Paso or whatever border town. And then they walk down the street. And they go to a school there. Mm-hmm. And then they come back the other way at night. Right. I mean, it happens every single day, hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of times. So, so I, I, it's, it's really it's, it's a hard situation to get your now you might head around say, and, and to limit. You might say we can limit it. We can cut it. Or um, we could stop them from going to American schools, you know, when, they're, well, when that's they a, live in Mexico. And that's a legitimate thing. That's a definitely yeah. legitimate thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could really. Th- there could, are ways to cut it. Again, you know, even have. Again, that's enforcing U.S. law. Right. And that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. We were talking about that yesterday with the illegal immigrant who was on the stage at the Democratic National Convention saying, like, I live every day in fear, thinking uh, they might come to my house. Well, I don't know. You're giving them an advertisement of who you right. are uh, that, and that you're here illegally. You must not be that scared. Right? Like, right. It, you must not actually be scared Your about mom, this. Your mom. Her mom was standing right next to her. Okay? The illegal mother who she's afraid was going to be dragged off and she was going to come home from school sometime and find her parents gone, standing right there. Right. Nobody molested her. Nobody arrested her. Nobody did anything to her. No. Well, then why are you so scared? I mean, you know, we're a pretty easy country. We don't separate families for some reason if you come here from somewhere else. Now, if you're an American citizen and you've broken our law, we definitely do then separate families. For instance, if I broke the law somehow, I went out and robbed a bank today... And then I went home. They're not going to give a rat's ass that I have children you're separating me from. I have a wife and I have children. You can't separate me from them. Well, yes, we're going to, and we're going to put you in jail right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it only applies to illegal immigrants. It's a really bizarre situation. But there was the the cute little family that was on stage at the DNC. Uh, There they are. And the arms extended and raised. Isn't that wonderful? That's, That's beautiful. We broke the law. We, we broke, broke the law. law. Now, she didn't technically break no, the law. No, she's in circumstance. She was born here. So. 
Uh, but he, the other lady, broke the law. Lunacy, though, that, that they're citizens for being born here. I mean, that's just stupid. It's just stupid. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. I, to me, the Fourteenth Amendment does not say that. It yeah, we talked about this before. That. I mean, I, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I suppose it, that is the way it's been, you know, hammered out. Although, you know, we obviously it's the way it's interpreted with, right we, now. We disagree with Supreme Court rulings all the time, yeah. so it's certainly yep. a fair game. Um, yep. You know, I, you know, I have more um, sympathy for someone who was born here. <laughs> you know, had no. Like there's a lot of levels of sympathy you have in these situations. The top of the the top of the sympathy game mm. is someone who was born here and had absolutely no choice, right? Next is mm-hmm. someone who was brought here young and probably still didn't have a choice. At the bottom of this is the adult that crosses the border willingly to do things like this to have their children yes. born here. So it is a weird rule. But Jeb Bush brought this out. It's not just Mexico doing this. I mean, they have a whole companies set up to uh, uh, to fly to Hawaii when mm. you're pregnant. And have the baby in Hawaii so that it's an American citizen, and then they fly back to Japan or whatever country yep. they came from. Um, China, uh, wherever mm-hmm. they came from. It's an interesting, it, it actually does happen, not just the way we think about it, which the way I think about it with illegal immigrants is someone crosses the border illegally. They live here for several years working, doing their thing. They have a child here, and that's now a citizen. This is like, I fly in for a few hours to have a baby. You know, I mean, that is it's that direct because U.S. citizenship is so valuable. Right. Um, and we do give it away to anyone born within the borders. Well, here at Parkland Hospital uh, in Dallas, what is the percent? It's something like 78 percent of the babies born there are from illegals. Yeah, I mean, it's really? an amazing statistic. Yeah, wow. I do remember it's that a, being the crazy phenomenal. Staff, remember the number. It's phenomenally high. It's unbelievable. Um, meanwhile, federal workers have been told to stay home. If it's too hot outside. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. The Obama administration's Office of Personal Management is encouraging federal workers uh, to work from home if it's too hot to go outside the office. Uh, OPM Acting Director Beth Colbert released a memo last week warning that the severe heat and humidity so seen so far this summer makes it necessary for us all to take precautions and protect ourselves. Um said it was a re- reminding agencies about what they can do to protect all federal workers during potentially dangerous heat waves. Are you serious? I mean, if it's 100 degrees in Washington, D.C., it's not going to get much hotter than that. Let's say it's 104 and humid. I mean, we go through that in Texas all the time. Yeah, pretty much every day. I mean, it was 111 heat index last weekend. Yeah, Jeffy posted something. I think it was you. It was, it was 113 one day, wasn't it? You know, uh, a real feel? The real feel was, well, it's been more than that, but the one I posted was 111. Uh, it was the, the real feel, and it was Jeez. really hot. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, I think, you know, this actually should uh, be implemented here. <laughs> uh, yes, at, uh, just stay home is. if it's too hot. If it's too hot, just stay home. Because uh, this is a good time if uh, your automobile, uh, mm-hmm. the machine that's inside your automobile, that mm-hmm. air goes through and then it cools down. It's called an air conditioner, yes. Yeah. We're familiar uh, with that. That doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the real feel is more than 111. No, it's about 165, <laughs> I think, in cars. So oh, literally. so bad. And so your air conditioning's not working right uh, now? That's correct. Yeah. Oh well, you gosh, know what? Is, here's another commercial for <laughs> wow. the Jeff Fisher presidency. The day after, wow. John Kerry explains to us that air conditioning is worse than ISIS. Who is, does not have air conditioning and is not getting it fixed? This man right here. Your next president of the United States, Jeff Thank Fisher. You. <laughs> Thank you. 
not by choice, of course, but his no, uh, car is broken. So had... I'm sorry. I mean, he. <laughs> He's doing the right thing for the environment. He, could he get it fixed? Of course he could. He could. He yes, could. he could. But, but he he's doesn't. Not. I'm not doing it. That's correct. I've made, I've made And it's choice. not because he didn't have the money to. No, That's not why. Definitely not. It's because he cares so much about hydrofluorocarbons. Right. Something. I uh, recently bought a uh, an old car, uh, you know, uh, technically an antique car, uh, mm-hmm. which is like a little convertible. Um, and the convertible uh, does not have air conditioning. Now, this is an interesting combination uh, it is. in uh, Texas. Uh, and, and while, you know, in my mind, it's a car you just don't drive in the summer, right? It's like, it's, you just, you know, you, mm-hmm. you park it. And maybe you drive it a little bit at night, you know? It's just a maybe. little yeah. fun car. Um, but uh, I, because it's new, you, you know, it. my relatives come over and they're like, oh, hey, we got to take a spin in the car. Holy crap. I mean, driving that thing around with no air conditioning in the middle of this heat with the top down. I couldn't do it. It's like 150 degrees, yeah. it feels yeah, like. Well, with the top down, it probably feels good. No. No. It feels it like It feels like you're in a convention, yeah. convention, convention oven. Yes. Exactly and, just driving, and driving down the interstate, you know, the, uh, that's why the real feel is a lot more than 111, because yeah. other car engines and uh, semi-engines mm-hmm. and concrete and rubber are a lot hotter yeah, well, on the roads. Man, the windows are open, man. Yeah. And that's what Glenn, Glenn had mentioned this pretty recently. I don't remember if it was on the air or not, but like, you know, you, when you're on the tarmac of an airport, it's the worst. Oh, yeah. 137 or something? 137 is the real temperature uh, on the tarmac of this Jeez, airport. That's amazing. Tar- tar- tarmacs are the hottest and coldest places on earth, I think. I rem- oh, I've yeah. never been colder in my entire life. Then one day we were doing one of these little tours where we come we come to your city and Glenn does jokes on stage, one of those things. Uh-huh. And we, we landed in, I, I want to say it was Omaha. Um, it may have been like somewhere in Kansas. Uh, I, it was somewhere. I remember one that was really cold in, in Cleveland. Really? Yeah, because Cleveland oh, can, can get wrong. I, I actually remember that too. Gosh. Um, but uh, the one in, I think it was Omaha, and we landed, and you get off the plane. And of course, you know, because we were doing this for the company, uh, and, uh, you know, we're fancy types, we're mm-hmm. in a private jet, and so we land, and we get out of this jet. You're comfortable. It's, it's, yeah, it's fine. You're, you get to, you step down and it's just a wind tunnel. It's like a hundred mile an hour wind and it's seventy degrees below zero. It, it just doesn't matter what you're wearing. Mm-mm. It just cuts right through. And hence the problems of private air travel. Right, right. First, we all problem. have them. Yeah, uh, you know, everyone's we got do. their complaint about their private jet, but that was the one I had on this particular evening. <laughs> you think they'd pull into the. Right into the, right into the, tar- right into yeah, the terminal. Well, a lot of times right they let the cars yeah. pull right up. Yeah. Uh, and then you can just hop right in. But still, there's that still five to ten that. second yeah, of discomfort. Still, you're outside uh, for literally yeah. three to five seconds. And, and if the uh, car hasn't, too long. Been, if the car too hasn't long. been waiting long enough, the heat is not warmed up. What if you have to car? wait for your bag to be unloaded by one of the people that's unloading it? No, and yeah. the back oh. Well, I usually can sit inside while they're doing it. Triple eight, seven twenty six. More patents, too, coming up in a minute. <laughs> you think this is funny? This is who you're electing as president. This guy, the guy who says right. things like that all the time. You yeah, the guy who's without a name, so get used yep. to it. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. Uh, you know, every time 
Every time I think, you know, what would be fun is to go to a movie this weekend, and I go and I check the local listings, and yeah. I find out the movies that are out. Yeah. And, and then? Inevitably, they suck. Hmm. And that's been the case almost all summer long. Now, I was excited about Star Trek Beyond. I was excited about... Um, I actually can't think of another one I was excited about. Really? But, well, yeah. And it seems like a lot of people are with me because the summer movie, bo- the box office uh, this summer is down 10%. Now, it's only 10% because prices have skyrocketed at you know these luxury premium theaters and the IMAX theaters and all of that. Right, so right. you get the extra money from those. But I, it seems like there's, um, I forget how many millions of people showing up at the theaters less this year than last year, but it's it's a lot. You want the uh, go to the top movies of the year so far? See which ones. Yeah, which ones one. I was excited okay, about. This is global. Okay. Uh, Ice Age Collision Course. No. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out no. of the Shadows number nineteen. Oof. Legend of Tarzan eighteen. Bad. Movie. You did see that, right? I did see it, but it was not good. Seventeen. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Nope. Didn't 16, see it. Sixteen. Now you see me too. Uh, did see that. Was disappointed. Fifteen. The Conjuring two. Nope. 14, Secret Life of Pets. No. By the way, I have not seen any of these yet. No. <laughs> 13, Angry Birds movie. No. 12, Independence Day Resurgence. Uh, no. Uh, 11, Monster Hunt. No. Uh, 10, Warcraft. No. By the way, I still have not seen any of these movies. Um, uh, well, I would just I've seen know, one. Do not feel alone. You haven't seen any either? I, I know. Well, I'm... you don't ever pay for stuff, though. Mm-hmm. So? <laughs> Again. A frugal man like Jeff Fisher mm-hmm. should be your next president. Mm-hmm. Vote for Jeffy. Uh, number nine, Kung Fu Panda 3. No. Number eight, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, did I see that? Yes, I think I did. But you like, weren't excited no, about it. Uh-uh. Seven, uh, The Mermaid. Nope. Okay, now again, I have not seen any I've seen two of or three. movies yet. Uh, I have seen number six, however, Deadpool. Oh, uh, was, that was good, right? Yeah, it was good. Everything I heard, that was really good. It was good. Uh, five, uh, Finding Dory. Yeah. Did not see. My didn't, kids have seen it. Didn't yeah, see I that. Saw, I saw that. Four, Batman versus Superman. Saw, saw that. that. Dawn of Justice. Saw that. Number three, Jungle Book. Did not have see not that. Seen that yet. Two, Zootopia. Have not did seen not yet, see that. Yet. One, Captain America: Civil War. I did see that. that I, was pretty I good. saw one of the top twenty. That was Holy Deadpool cow. is the only one I've seen. That's amazing. I mean, too. if I go down, I'm trying to see if where. I mean, I haven't seen any of these things. Uh, my next one I've seen was. I did see Ten Cloverfield Lane, which is number 34, but I saw that on video. Not very good. Yeah. Did you like it? Eh, not really. I, I saw. Na- like uh, did I see Neighbors 2? I did see Neighbors 2. I did in not the see that. Star Trek Beyond is number 37, by the way. Okay. And I saw, saw Purge it. Election Year was number 40. But there's yeah. not a lot. I mean, and I did go, I did go see BFG, which is probably way down, too. They're no, struggling. BFG. Uh, uh, number 44. 40, $140 million adaptation. That's a $140 million budget. And so far, it has made it's really less. Kind of okay, it made less than twenty million in its opening weekend. Not good. Uh, it's not, not uh, my, good. My daughter loved it too. Wow. Seventy-one point nine million worldwide. Wow. Okay, that's really not good. Ooh. Now they say that a slew of now the, all these movies they thought were going to be huge. Uh, Alice through the Looking Glass, which I I don't know why they thought that was going to be huge. The yeah. first one was terrible. <laughs> Warcraft, uh, come on. Legend of Tarzan, 
you got a good story there, and you got Margot My Robbie. Wife really wants to you, see you that. You might bad. think, okay, well, maybe that'll be decent, but there's she, no good story there. And she's in the uh, new, was it Suicide Squad or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's so. in, she's in almost everything right now. <laughs> yes. If you um, saw Wolf of Wall Street, you'd know why. Yeah. Jeff. There's no uh, doubt about that. I saw Stu. I just haven't made it all the way through because that's got uh, homeboy is I can't take him. I can't take him. You're not what a DiCaprio homeboy. guy. I just can't. Take oh. him. So good in that movie. I though. know. I just, I just, and I like, I like a lot of his work. I just can't. I just, I just can't take him. Okay. Right. This was right after his, you know, we ever not every day, but I mean, I bet you at least weekly to monthly we hear stories of him. Jet setting around the freaking globe, I got and Mr. It, I climate mean, change. Yeah, we have to travel to three planets to find a place to film our movie because it's so warm. Out. Shut up! I, am, I know, uh, but there's there's you can't get like watch any movies in Hollywood. And all you do is way. watch TV. So, yeah. I mean, if you did this, if you were consistent on this point, you'd never watch anything. Right. And why you do, why do you just TV. separate DiCaprio out of this? I mean, and why? I think there is a person. It's like food. Like some people like certain foods, some people don't. There, like there's an, a weird thing you can't explain about certain actors that you just don't like. I understand yeah. that. Um, but, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a politics reason, I mean, they're all politically nice. I know. I, know. Like, I mean, he's, I, I, you know, I'm sure personally he's, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about him. He's probably a, a douche. <laughs> he probably is. I mean, he probably is. I mean, if, is. I, if I were him, I'd probably be a douche, too. Yeah, I know. Luckily, I have I no know. ability to we, be a douche because I'm, I'm a loser. <laughs> we just watched uh, The Kids and I the other night, uh, Catch Me If You Can. With oh, yeah. And, with, and, uh, and I like that movie. Great movie. And Hanks. Great movie. Really good movie. Great movie. And he's really good in it. And it's a he's good at, He's story. good at all, most of the stuff he, I, he does. He really is. I know. I, mean, I, you know, I know. Again, I can understand not liking him, but I mean, like, his, his I mean, The Aviator. He was awesome. I know. I love. Really good. Maybe it was just because after this was uh, when I first started watching it, it was right after his uh, Academy Award speech where he actually talked about the earth being all water and melting. Because Revenant and Revenant was just okay. I mean, he was good in it, but it was I didn't love it. Wolf of Wall Street was awesome and he was great in it. Great Gatsby. He was good in it, although the movie wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. Django Unchained. I I like that movie. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jay Edgar, I didn't see that. Yep, that was okay. Didn't either. That was okay. Uh, Inception was he, was a good movie. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people like it. Um, he was good in it though. Shutter Island was really hey, good. I like Shutter Island. It. You didn't see Shutter Island? Mm-mm. That seems like a movie you'd like. Um, trying to see if some of the probably Blood are. Diamond. I don't really remember. Didn't yeah. see it. Uh, Body of Lies, Revolutionary Road. Didn't see remember. it. Didn't see it. Uh, De- Departed, obviously a, a classic, was great. Yeah. Aviator, great. Catch yeah. Me If You Can, great. Yeah. Great. Uh, did you see Gangs of New York? I no. never saw that. No, uh, the beach. What okay. beach? The beach. No, that was his big like post Titanic. I don't know movie. if I even yeah. know that one. And then Titanic. I mean, there's some other stuff mixed in there, but those are the big ones. Mm. Titanic um, was obviously. That's a good career though, and, and like yeah, sure his is. last. I mean, his last. I didn't see. J- you said Jay Edgar was okay. I yeah, to it's, see it's it. okay. Is it? But I mean, that's like five, six in a row that are really well received, really highly rated. All made over a hundred million dollars, exception of Jay Edgar, which did not do well. Oh, really? One of the biggest bombs of the summer so far has been Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one. You know, Out of the Shadows, which was a $150 million movie, and it made, Why the hell what, would you $26 or something? No, I mean, it was on that list. It was $26.38. And they, that $26.38 came from one person in this building. <laughs> no, yeah, no it. kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, 19, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles made $235 million worldwide. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, that's I, mean, it's not, I mean, they probably break even, right, on a $200 million budget. Uh, does it say what the budget was? Because it just says it's uh, I can, north of 130 here. It says 135 <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, but it was only 81 million domestic. Remember, you get supposedly... 81 domestically? Yeah, 81 domestic. And remember, you're supposed to get about half of that. So they actually take in about 40 million. Wow. Um, so, so that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I mean, there's no reason to spend $135 million on that movie. Now, they're no. chalking it up. For $12. They're no. chalking it up to one media analyst, Hal Vogel, says the theater business has weaker prospects going forward than at any time in the last 30 years. It's enco- encountering visible strain this summer. Superhero mega blockbuster tentpole strategy has run amok. There's too much of it, and it's not working. Now, I'm not sure if it's just the fact that there's too many blockbusters or if the blockbusters that are coming out suck. Yeah. I mean, you're just not producing anything we want to see right now. I mean, but I think the also the approach is questionable. Like, can you make it, can you to make, make two hundred million dollar movies right, and like, make them profitable? Again, I'll give you purge, purge election year <clears throat> made yeah. seventy six million dollars domestically. So basically, the same as this. But it costs nothing. Cost ten million. Same with the latest one, right? Uh, Lights out. Oh, Lights, Lights out. out was a five million dollar mm-hmm. budget. It made. What forty or fifty million this weekend? Wait, that new horror movie uh, Lights Out cost how much? I think five million. Five million to I think make. That was on the, bu- uh, the five 4. million budget. million dollar budget. Twenty five million. I saw a trailer of that. It looked uh, before. I forget what movie we went to. It looked terrifying. Yeah, we were going to go actually this weekend. <laughs> that looked terrifying. I did not hear good things about it. Oh, seven. really? Yeah. But still, my uh, point. But still, that's uh, too bad. Five million. But again, five million. Movie, you make twenty-five. Right? That's. I mean, even you're bringing home. This is before DVDs and all that other stuff. Right. You're Jeez, bringing home man. just domestically. You know, twelve, thirteen million dollars. You're profiting there. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've got all the uh, the stuff that goes along with it. The next sequel probably does even better if this movie is successful. Next sequel, you spend mm-hmm. seven or eight. And the, the Purge has done this with now three movies, where all three of the movies had ten million dollar budgets or less. And have all made above $50 million. Is that Jason Blum? That's Jason Blum. Yeah. But, I mean, that's an amazing... I mean, you know, and that I think that that path to make movies is much more sensible at this point. And the first I remember doing that was Blair Witch back in the yeah. late yeah. 90s. And they're uh, doing a sequel to that, I think. Blair right? Witch Project yeah, made $150 million-ish, right, yeah, domestically. It and it was... And it cost 25000 to make or yeah, something, something like that, that yeah. $100,000 to make. So it was almost makes. every penny, almost, was <laughs> profit in that movie. Yeah, depending on That's how you measure amazing. it. That's um, they, uh, amazing. They always say that the two biggest movies for r- rate of return are Blair Witch Project and... Um, uh, uh, it's, it's another Jason Blum movie. That's why I'm thinking of it. Really? It was... Uh, the, wow. Oh jeez! Um, Saw? No, no, that wasn't him. It was the uh, one where it was uh, the one where like it would just be like p- people looking around, and, like things would move in the mirror, and, uh, and they made uh, 19 sequels of it. It's not The Ring. Oh, anyone it- know this? Paranormal Activity. Paranormal oh, Activity. Oh. Of the two that they always say return, rate of return, rate of return on Blair Witch Project: a sixty thousand dollar budget, a hundred and forty million dollar gross. That's nice. That's a good payday. Uh, you ain't lying. It is. And so they made a wow. sequel of it, um, which was not well received, called uh, right. Book of Shadows: Blair Witch Two. But they just talked about a new one yeah. coming out soon, right? Yeah, they did. I, I saw because my, my wife was telling me a about it. A secret sequel, supposedly about from the Blair Witch. They've been planning, but huh. haven't like really? been promoting. Well, the cool thing about the original, and the, so you wrecked it with the second one, was that it was supposed to be this real thing that happened, found and the they footage, just yeah. found the footage, yeah. and that was that's what spurred the initial. It's become a whole genre of, of movies, right. found yeah. footage movies. Right. Um, well, Cloverfield, Cloverfield was, was that like way. that. Um, yeah. What was the other one where the guy, the, all the like teenagers got superpowers for a while? Oh uh, yeah, Chronicle. Chronicle. Is that what it was? That was pretty good. Actually. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was a pretty good I, movie. I actually liked it. I don't know why they didn't make a sequel of that thing. That's I know. Time, but see, and another reason that some of the uh, uh, 
attendance is down at the theaters is I think maybe it's time that they we rethink our, hey, you have to come to the theater to see the movie. Nice. That's the only place for you to see it. You say that because you watch I everything at home. I hate that. Where do you want them to have? I want to be able to watch it in my home. He wants it on demand day one. That's yeah, what you that, want, right? That's, that doesn't I'm, make them any really, really, Yes. Well, yeah. Ultimately, yes. That doesn't But make as a progressive, mm-hmm. and I'm not running on that mm-hmm. platform, I'm okay. president of the United States. But You're as an a inch pro- towards that, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you want, uh, like, maybe it's two weeks later. Let's do it a week. No, no, push the two weeks. It's seven days. You get seven days at the theater. Get well, over why yourself. would anyone go to the theater? Right. You wouldn't. Be, yeah, you would. You sure, would. you would. You'd want I mean, to see it right away. You could, you could it'd do. It'd be cheaper. I, yes, it'd I be think cheaper. What they're doing right now is about as good as you can get because they come out within three months. They're on TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. They're fast. It's you pretty can't fast. release them in a week. Nobody would go. But you, I mean, look, you don't become president thinking the status quo is a good idea. <laughs> thank that's you. That's not what happens, right, Tim? <laughs> thank you, Stu. All right. I don't know. Can I run your campaign? And thank you. <laughs> I want, to, I want to run your campaign. And Thank you. I'm not voting for this guy. Triple eight seven two seven. Beth more patents too. The best thing is we'll, we'll have so much power because we'll have all this dirt on him. And then yeah. whenever whenever he starts to get close to win, we can just start oh, releasing things true. unless we get stuff from him. That's this is true. Keep bringing me back around. You guys I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, really? <laughs> through this uh, actually the ratings uh, yeah, have come out this for is the odd. first couple of nights uh, comparing RNC nights to the DNC nights I, at the I, convention I, now everybody thought I, I'm not yeah. sure I was convinced that Donald Trump is his big showman I, he's and a big blowhard I know is, that this is going to prove that that's true because I yeah because the no ratings way. for the RNC the show that he sort of put on should dwarf because they call him Mr. Mr. Ratings I mean, well, he calls him. Yes, he calls he him. He calls him Mr. Mr. Ratings. ratings. But the, no, they do. Yeah, and yeah. They, they, the nebulous people, uh, say Mr. Ratings is a <laughs> ratings I'm, blockbuster. I'm pretty sure uh, they are his Muslim friends um, <laughs> and all of his friends that died in the 9-11 attacks. Those two groups of people have been very I mean, tough to find. the ones he went to the funerals for. Well, yes. Well, Be- there were either. so many of those that None. you can't even... You None. can't count them. Yeah, you can't. That's true. You cannot count them. Because you go like this. You go, go zero. Hmm. And uh, then so, but I mean, I, I will say that um, not that I, I was not convinced that Donald Trump would come up with a spectacular laser show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I'm not saying it would something. be like, but you think he would, A, something. do something of some drama, and B, the, just the fact that you never know what he's going to say causes people yeah, to Yeah, I in. thought there might be something interesting. So I, I thought the ratings would be high. Yeah. Preliminary ratings showing uh, the RNC Night 2 had 19 million people watching it. The DNC Night 2, 24 million. Wow. Wait, that's more. That's a lot more. I mean, you know, you're talking about Five almost million. 25% more. Mm-hmm. Or more than 25% more than, than the RNC. That's Wow. And that doesn't necessarily... Ratings from uh, conventions don't necessarily predict elections. But that is interesting. Past performance doesn't necessarily predict future, future results. results yeah, that's true too. Well, that's true, too. It's unrelated, uh, but it's true. Okay. Um, that's that's <laughs> weird. interesting. That is weird. That's interesting. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Um, okay. Now, we told you yesterday we are going to tell you about Martha Washington. 
who called a visit from Thomas Jefferson one of the worst experiences of her life. What is her problem? I don't know. I don't know. Jeffy. What is her problem? You know, these women are so picky sometimes. <laughs> I mean, uh, you Jefferson's going to be here, uh-huh. serve some food, uh-huh. be done with it. Typical, yeah. typical Jeffrey. Well, this isn't... Uh, That's not a presidential stance right That. Right no, there. you're right. I apologize. Jefferson should have treated her a lot better. There and, you go. There uh, you go. Yeah. I want to apologize on behalf of all males. Jeffy 2016. That, uh, she, uh, she felt that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's dead. It doesn't really matter now. Um, uh, oh. You know, Washington and Jefferson served together in the Washington administration. Obviously, Washington was president. He was vice president. Mm-hmm. So they were good friends. They were pretty close. Um, but it says that, uh, according to this, their relationship soured. And uh, apparently because Jefferson said some rather unflattering, thinly veiled things about Washington that were later published. Um, now, Washington was pretty guarded. He was guarded about everything, but especially about what he thought about Jefferson. And apparently Martha was not quite so guarded. She, uh, when she became a widow in 1799, uh, she remarked that losing George was the worst thing that ever happened to her. But hosting Thomas Jefferson at Mount Vernon was the second most painful occurrence of her life. Wow, that's really weird. Now, um, she says that, okay, in 1801, Jefferson decided to visit Mount Vernon to pay his respects to the grieving widow. But... It probably wasn't out of the goodness of his heart. Washington had been dead for more than a year, and the trip was highly publicized. Uh, And they speculate that he was hoping it would help him in his election hopes. Um, Martha allowed the visit, but she remarked to clergyman Manasseh Cutler that she found Jefferson to be one of the most detestable of mankind and believed that his election was the greatest misfortune our nation has ever experienced. Might be a good thing that she uh, didn't have to witness the the rest of his presidency. She died in 1802. Actually, I think she would have found that his presidency turned out to be a pretty good thing. I mean, he he increased the size of the nation by another third uh, for very low cost. He uh, brought freedom back. We got rid of the uh, Alien and Sedition Act. I mean, he did a lot of really good things. He was a good president. I, I think... I think that uh, Martha might have changed her mind had she survived. Jeffy, expanding uh, the country by a third, something you support uh, as, as a candidate? Now, as you, your body size. As you well know, I'm, uh, I've been a... Uh, well, I've been... <laughs> I mean, will this just be the, another freaking I mean, Taft term? Is that what we're going to get out of this? I mean, I can, I, I can appreciate that, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I've been a fan uh-huh. and uh, been for expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most of my life. Yeah, almost your uh, whole life. So right? uh, there's no reason for me to uh, go against expansion go against now. Expansion thought mm-hmm. now. No, mm-hmm. no reason at all. I mean, we're obviously all for expansion. I've expanded by about <laughs> two thirds uh, since the show began. Oh, God, me too. I would say this, though. Um, the, the Mexican uh, protesters that are always saying, like, give, turn, you know, make America Mexico again. Mm hmm. Um, maybe at some point we should take them seriously and just start actually taking parts of Mexico. They're just like, you know, just take it over. Move the wall down a little bit. He said he was going to build okay. a wall. I didn't say right. where. That's right. Maybe we make it on the Mexican southern border. And, <laughs> maybe and, and put it in Guatemala. Take the whole thing. The border with Mexico you know? and Guatemala. I mean, that's I like something it. throughout. Jeffy, would you support right. something like that? Or? 
Gives, I would support Donald Trump doing that. Yes. But you wouldn't do it yourself. I would support Donald Trump doing that. We should also take over Canada. You know, why don't we expand into well, Canada well, as, as a well. Canadian sports celebrity? I can't say <laughs> you uh, can't that sanction they, that. that. I cannot sanction that. Uh, all right, um, Canada—they're proud people, um, and uh, you know you got entire, proud of what uh, the, mm. the Blue Jays. <laughs> Um, and the Blue Jays uh, con- continue uh, their incredible year. Uh, Do they? Where are they? Uh, second place. Second? How far behind? I think two games. Two? That's yeah. not bad. 13 games yeah, over 500 shot. right now. I got a shot. Mm-hmm. All right, more patents Stewart coming up in a minute. So, Jeffy, walk us through your foreign policy platform, because I'm sure it's been really worked out and it's quite intricate. Oh, look, you've done Triple eight seven two seven back. Oh, we were talking about movies a few days ago, or a few a few minutes ago. In uh, what two days, the uh, the new Bourne movie comes out. The Jason mm-hmm. Bourne. I think it's just called Jason Bourne, right? So this is the fourth. I hate when they do that. And bands do that all the time. I like know, their eighth dumb. album is just the name of the band. That's dumb. Stop it! Now I gotta explain what I'm, which one I mean. Right. You know, like and then like, or they'll do it twice. Like the first album and the eighth album are both just named after the band. So you gotta say like, <laughs> oh, it's the one with a picture of two yes. people getting married on it. Yeah. That's why the White Album is called the White Album from the Beatles when it wasn't really called the White Album. I'm glad you went there because I was going to give a Duran Duran reference, which would not have been as well well accepted. (laughs) Duran Duran did that? Yeah, one of their first albums was called Duran Duran, and then they had another one that was called Duran Duran, and it has a picture of two people getting married on it, and it's just called the Wedding Album. It's referred to, but it's not actually called the Wedding Album. Right. It's just called Duran Duran. Come on, come up with something. Come on. I think that's. I, I could be missing up that reference, but there's something in there. It's been a while. Mm, it's okay. Been a while since that one was in my head. But they do that. People do that a lot. You know, they're just like they'll. And then it's like mm-hmm. then you're like trying to figure out which one. It, Weezer did it too. Weezer is another one that did that, where they like they mm. named one of their and like like later on like they named and there's like three or four in the middle where they named them something, and then again then it's just the blue album. Like why wouldn't you rather Dumb. wouldn't you rather just name it? Like, just come up with something and name it, or everyone's mm-hmm. going to call it the Blue Album. Yeah. Chicago did something like that, too. They, they named every... Well, their first one was called Transit Authority, Chicago Transit Authority. And then they just started naming them, like, Chicago 2. Right. At least Chicago they named it with the numbers. Chicago, so Chicago 4, Chicago 17. Five, Chicago 9. I remember when and I was then kid. they changed to Chicago Hot Streets. And it's like, what? So the 10th one was Hot it, Streets? Yeah. I think it was the 10th. 9 or 10 was Hot Streets. <laughs> Where did that... You know, you've got a tradition here. Keep it going. Yeah. And they, they decided no. And then they went back. Street, and then they went back. Because I remember they were 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeffy, do you have a uh, platform plank that would force bands to name their uh, musical uh, efforts in a logical way? Uh, no, I really don't have a platform for that. We don't have a Can we work together telling, on uh, a platform plank? Say, look. I'm willing to listen. All right. Well, I'm here to listen. Wow. We're together. Certainly, Thank you. That's amazing. Most politicians don't listen to us, Jeffy, so we appreciate no, that a lot. I don't listen to you. It's your, 
Are we important to get Bill Well done? You're important. You're we can even get Daryl Castle to, to come on the show. <laughs> your thoughts are important to me, even if you know I uh -huh. strongly disagree with your thoughts. Wow, that's wow. really important. I'm going nice. to vote for Jeff right now. He's got that. my vote. I appreciate it. When are you going to start collecting signatures? Let me ask you this, in all honesty. If we could get you a thousand signatures in Utah, will you go on the ballot? I'm serious. I know you are. <laughs> you no, know I am. I would love to put you through this. I would love it. I know you are. What do you are. think? We get you the thousand signatures. It would be fun. It would be fun. I mean, think about that. You're going to be the only person, you know, in your, you, know you know, that ran for president. Now, are you going to mm -hmm. win? I mean, the chances are against you, but it's possible. It's possible. Possible. I mean, I am. I was, you know, trying to name people like Mitt Romney, Mike Lee, uh, Tom Coburn, <laughs> Dick Cheney, and I fall down to you, which is not a good sign for my particular hey, proposal. You know, mm -hmm. God going through the Rolodex has to get. We gotta get somebody on the ballot. Get somebody. Even if we get you on the ballot and then you drop out and you hand it to somebody else later on, because that can that happen? For I don't know the laws for, around that. For cash again. <laughs> I don't think that's. For cash, it's probably not no a good problem. Way. Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> let's just move on from that particular thing. Um, uh, let's talk about. Uh, well, we were talking about sequels. Uh, yes. Uh, so anyway, Jason names. Bourne coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about up. that yep. on Friday. Um, but also something called Kong Skull Island is coming out. I, yeah. I don't know when, uh, but we have a trailer to check out and enjoy. Right Look now. good. It's a survey job. Just chopper them in and out. I assume it's another King Kong movie. Be a joy ride. Yeah, assume, yeah, assume correct. I mean, how many of these do we need? Seriously, it's only been the one, right? No, quite a few Kong movies. Well, I mean, recent. <laughs> Everything I don't know, or I'm going to blow your head off. This planet doesn't belong to us. Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind. years trying to prove the truth monsters exist you don't go into someone's house unless you're picking a fight oh wow what be a you're really looking thing. at is a monster from some bygone era it's trying to show that man It's big. Okay. He's big. Still, though. This might be the biggest King Kong uh, ever shown on a movie screen. Do you think? Wow. I mean, that's that's a big... Ape. Didn't Peter Jackson do one of those? 
Yes. Was, it, was that the uh, that's, that's the, that was the last one. one I think. Okay. So yeah, I mean they haven't had one in a while. That was a while ago. I didn't like that. By the way. I didn't either. Except Shirley Theron was in it. She was pretty good in it. Um, I forget who else was in it. Was it Jack Black? Jack Black was in that, wasn't he? So it yes. couldn't have been too long ago. Yeah. Uh, how long has he been alive? That was a long time around. ago. Yeah, I feel like early 2000s, maybe? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Mid-2000s? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't put it. wasn't that bad, really? I did I like, remember, I did I like the recent Godzilla, though. Yeah, it was okay. I thought that was pretty good. Right. Of course, that was Brian Cranston. That was your so boy, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty good. I thought it was good. Again, not great, but good. Now, this King Kong uh, is the size of the Empire State Building. I don't think he could climb it. He's <laughs> <laughs> already well, at I mean, the top of it. His face was as big as the helicopter, right? Basically. <laughs> I so think I mean, his face could... was bigger than the helicopter. Yeah. yeah, I think the helicopter could have flown into his mouth, and he could just swallow it. Like really? a pill. Like oh, a pill. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, he's, it's he's big. big. He's a big. He's a, he's a big guy. It's not coming out till 2017, so we don't have to worry about that this coming weekend. I was going to get very worried about yeah. it. Uh, I know you were. I was going to ask Jeff if he had a policy against giant um, King Kong. Oh, oh yes, so my policy is. Uh, you don't Americans have to state it. It's first. not till after the Americans after the election. Come first. Okay. Wow. I mean, America first. Did you know it was a fascist slogan? Hmm. What? 